and welcome back to Wolf Disney in the year 2021. Um, I am Natalie and Sarah is here as well. Uh, you'll hear her voice soon. Um, she's eating. Um, we are two sisters who grew up uh, with very little exposure to um, the Disney world. And so this podcast is us watching the movies um, by Disney in chronological order and um, discussing them and researching things that are kind of adjacent to the movies. Sarah uh, wants me to keep going. Okay. Um, we took a bit of a break because um, we are both uh, deeply involved in the church world and December's um, a busy month. Um, I had finals. Sarah had uh, the Advent season um, and now it is Christmas time and things are a little, it's epiphany and um, things are a little slower um, until, until Lent comes around the corner pretty soon. Um, all right, so today's movie um, is Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah, that's the other reason why it took us so long to get out another episode is because uh, so Family Robinson is over two hours long. And if you've been following our journey, you will know that at least for Sarah, uh, it takes me a long time to get through a movie. And two hours felt extremely daunting when it was in, billed as an all action film. So uh, we appreciate your patience and you know giving us some leeway during this time, but we are ready to go with all of these action packed movies going forward yeah um i think if it had been um a classic animated movie i might have felt more compelled to pause um whatever i was doing in december to watch and discuss it at least once during that month um, but i had no interest in um watching swiss family robinson um, so i yeah. will say though that i enjoyed it okay more than i thought i would yes i yeah i did too like I had pretty, which is why we <laughs> did not record for a while, I think is because I was like, oh yeah, I do not want to spend two hours during Advent watching some weird like adventure movie. Don't want to do that. Um, but then when I watched it last night, which I watched while I was taking down all of my Christmas tree decorations, which helped pass the time. Um, I was like, oh, this is, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's grabbing my attention and I'm invested in it. How big is your Christmas tree? Oh, it was like, um, have you seen the Rockefeller Christmas tree? Like the, the 30 rock with the owl in it. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Mine had an owl in it. It okay. was, um, bigger than the 30 rock owl. It took a while. Okay. I had a new, here's why it took a while is because I had a new um, ornament box organizational system that I'd bought from Amazon. And so <laughs> the largest part of my time was spent taking the three cardboard dividers and putting them in their spaces with the other three cardboard dividers that had to divide those dividers. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was hard. Um, so that took, that took a good chunk of the movie, actually. All right. Um, I also, I guess, enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, uh, my attention definitely uh, was very limited um, as the brothers were adventuring. Like once it got to like real adventure time, I was like, I, I don't care. Um, yeah, I, I got a lot of work done during that time. Yeah, I was doing something on my phone. I remember that. Um, and I kept, um, tuning back in and reminding myself that I'd have to pay attention. Um, yeah. Do you have an icebreaker? I don't. I do. Oh, okay. I do. Natalie, if you were stranded on a desert Island, what three non-essential things would you bring? Non-essential non being like your food, warmth, or shelter? Well, our household has been watching a lot of old seasons of Survivor. 
Um, I've been watching some of history channels alone, discovery, history. Um, so, uh, I mean, I know I would not make it on a, des- as a, on a desert, deserted island, um, but I guess I would bring... Um, I- I'll say that you have unlimited access to internet and electricity. Okay. I guess I'd bring my phone. Um, I would bring a sweatshirt. And no, I'd bring a rain jacket. And I would bring a tarp. I'm concerned about it raining and me getting cold and wet. So that's really what's going to ruin the whole experience. Okay. I'd bring my phone because I could have access to my Kindle. Is that is that what you're saying with your phone? Um, no, I'd like watch TikTok and stuff. Which is kind of like a, a short, short films. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I don't, I don't have those. Well, Um, I was wondering if once Joe Biden's inaugurated, that's going to be one of his first um, actions is to unblock TikTok from. Oh, no, I downloaded it this week. Oh, so it has been unblocked. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Um, Certain people can't download it, though. And their names are Donald Trump. Yes. 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 (laughs) Um, I would do. uh, What can't I live without? The Bible. Um, and, but I would have the Bible on like Kindle. Right. Yeah. Um, I asked this question without having an answer. So that was stupid. Um, um, I'm really into Oreos these days, like an unlimited supply of Oreos would be nice. Or no, 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 not Oreos, but thin dark chocolate Reese's. Okay. Is what I would want. And then, um, is that just one? Is that one? You you brought a phone for your Kindle. Yeah. Okay. Phone for Kindle. Reese's and oh, Chacos. Definitely my Chacos. Okay. If I'm if I'm on a deserted island, I showed up in Chacos. That's true too. Yep. Already wearing those. Yeah. Um, uh, a um. A hammock. A hammock? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that'd Eno be good. Hammock. An Eno hammock. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'd bring like maybe a water bottle. Ooh, yeah, my Nalgene. Nalgene. Uh, and, well, you would want those like straws that let you filter water. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that never happens to me. Um, uh, spoiler alert, in the end of the movie, all the characters decide if they're going to stay or go. And I did not I did not know that was going to be an option. I assumed we were all on the same, um, the same page of we were all going to, of course, leave this island um, and go back from where we came. Okay. Yeah, I was surprised by that, too. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I had feelings. Uh, so so Stanley Robinson came out in 1960 um but as our father alerted us via text message last night um (laughs) there's a 1940 1941 version um that Disney now owns it's on Disney plus but it was RKO I think who did it we will not be watching that. No, we're in 1960. There's no way we can't go back. Except for Darby, O'Gill, and Little People. Speaking of which, um, the one of the main characters in that movie is a character in this movie. Uh, Janet Monroe. Character or actor? Actor. Janet Monroe, the girl. Hmm. yep 
doesn't really mean much to me because I haven't seen Darby O'Gill, but it'll mean a lot in March. Um, the movie was a huge success for both with both critics and audiences. Um, it's based on a book. Do you know anything about the book? A little bit. Okay, I'm gonna. You wanna talk about the book? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the book is not, from what I've seen, is not a huge difference from what we watched. Um, it is written by Johann David Wyss, W-Y-S-S, who is a Swiss writer. Um, and there are, there are a lot of similarities. Um, it was intended to teach his four sons about family values, good husbandry, which I think is about animals and not about being husbands. Um, and the uses of the natural world and self-reliance, um, which when you think about it, the, the teaches four sons. So you'll see that the actual movie that we saw only had three sons. So one of the sons uh, was written out of the actual story, which is awkward. And that was the son who was really into show tunes. He was really into Broadway plays. Really? No, no, <laughs> no. I don't know why he was written out. Um, it doesn't say, but but one of the one of the four sons was kind of written out of the story. Um, but it was, and you'll see a lot of that of his desire to teach them about family values and natural the natural world. You'll see that in the movie of like, especially Ernst. Just oh, Ernst drove me crazy. Um, but his, his knowledge of the natural world and wanting to document everything and be an expert in everything, um, you, you kind of see that in, in him that it came out of. Um, but yeah, it was pretty, um, pretty it's it stuck pretty close to the book, even to the names of the dogs were the, were the same between the book and the movie. So um, they didn't really take a lot of leeway as we've seen in other movies when they, when it comes to the author and the actual making of the book. And do you know if the parents had names in the book? They did. Um, because in the movie, the whole movie, um, everybody refers to them as mother and father, even when the two of them are alone with each other. Um, that was yeah. weird. It is William and Elizabeth. That would not have been hard to include. Nope. No, um, it reminded me of when I was little and I would read like, um, I read Little House of the Prairie and some other stuff when I was little. And I actually stressed out about like, at what point do I transition from calling my mother mom to calling her mother? Um, like at some, I, like I read these books, like Nancy Drew, like, all, well, she wouldn't have because her mom was dead. But um, like there were other books where I was like, at some point, all of these, you know, female protagonists transition to calling their mother, mother. And so I need to do that. And like, is it going to be awkward when I do that? Like, mm -hmm. if mom going to call me out on it, I'm being like, Hey, Sarah, I've been mom for, for so long and now I'm mother. Um, but anyways, wow. That's something I stress out about as a kid. Yeah. I'm glad you resolved that. I call her now. I just kind of coast on, them all. Mm -hmm. coast on through it. Hmm. Well, um, there's honestly not a whole lot of research to be done on this. There's not. Um, we have return of um, two actors who have played brothers already, right? I have a third quasi-actor uh a third, a third quasi i have somebody who is a return in that we've never seen them before but that we have seen their family member before so you go oh am i what am i doing you you tell me who your characters are and i'll tell you who oh well, i don't know their names um little boy and the middle boy yeah. Um, and they play there. I know them from Old Yeller and from Shaggy Dog. Youngest Boy. I think that's one that's Tommy Kirk. Maybe the other one's Tommy Kirk. I don't quite remember. 
Um, he plays the same character in all these movies. Um, and I still like that character. So it does play the exact same character every time. Yeah. He's yelling all the time and advocating for animals that he wants to call his own. Yes. He, um, yeah, the movie begins with them shipwrecked um, and the crew of the ship has abandoned them and so they have to figure out how they're going to get from the ocean to land. Um, and the youngest the whole time is advocating for, they like <laughs> decide to put these, yeah, advocate there's dogs and chickens and ducks and- There's like a cow, I think, in there. Pigs, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he keeps- he keeps moving the like livestock into the barrels that are going to float the family back to the island. Um, it's cute. And finally he eggs the dogs on to swim after them. Um, Which was still it, stressful. It was stressful. I was like, these, I don't know if these dogs are going to, these are great days. These are not marathon runners. Not they are sprinters. Um, yeah. It was hard to watch. Like I, I saw all the animals in the hold and I was like, Oh, <sighs> How are they going to get those home? And I liked the like raft that they built because they were like, like we're going to, we're going to need to build a raft to get home or to get to the shore. And I was like, oh, I'm not great on these kinds of movies. So I was like, I'm going to watch these people build a raft for like three hours. No, I don't want to watch that. Um, but what they built was like, um, they had just like the bare bones of a raft where they had like big, um, what is it called? Like a, Logs, uh, logs, and logs that were all like uh, fastened together. But then in between the logs, like if you if you built like a grid, they had in the big spaces of the grid, they they would they they sawed barrels in half, mm-hmm. and they put half barrels in each space in the grid, and that's where they were supposed to put people. But then this youngest boy, whose name is Francis, because mm-hmm. I remember that, um, Francis. Uh, had a heart for the animals and so he started putting the animals in these half barrels so we had like all the chickens in there and the dogs and I think I think that's kind of it for the first go round. where he was like I'm not gonna like risk it with a pig or anything like that yeah um but I loved watching him be like all right we got the whole space and I was like yeah let's let's see if the chickens this works oh and also I was like yeah I mean, like, it was definitely supposed to be coming from a point of, like, oh, he, like, these are going to be his friends. Like, he just, like, wants to play with all these animals. Well, so in my head, thought, I was, like, the boat is going to sink. Yeah, well, also in my head, I was, like, okay, chickens and ducks are going to be good to eat if you can't find anything else on this island. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Which, fortunately, the movie never has to, you know, there's not really that many, like, there's some, some, rough like human to human interaction there's not any kind of there's no animal there's probably animal neglect probably but oh like when they ride them and stuff there's some questionable animal yeah there's no like you know suffering animals it's not like old yeller oh i put in my notes (laughs) this is almost exactly like old yeller because you have the, the same boy yeah, he, I mean, he plays the same character. He plays the same character where he is always looking for other animals. And yeah. so, like, in Old Yeller, he, like, encounters... The bear. Like, a bear, yeah, it was a bear. And he's like, all right, a bear! You know, and you're like, get away from this bear. And then you have this whole scene with him and a baby elephant whose mother, you know, is looking for that elephant. Mm-hmm. And a tiger, like... yeah it's kind of the same movie just in a different location yeah and and nobody has to kill the hero animal which i don't even know what that would be at this point but there were some similarities i would say um speaking of animals they filmed most of the movie on the island of tobago um and According to wikipedia at the time at least there was no just like natural wildlife to work with there um and so disney had to bring in a bunch of animals um because the whole which i will say about this movie is there were a lot of things i wrote down in my notes with like this doesn't make sense and they would almost always address what didn't make sense to me um so they arrive and there's like tigers and like giant tortoises flamingos. And flamingos yeah and i was like this is not these animals 
I was writing them down because I was like, I'm going to make sure that I'm not like, <laughs> like I'm assuming none of these exist naturally together all in one place. Um, but they address it. One of them has a theory that it's um, once there was once a land bridge, I guess, from Asia to the island they were on. Who, who has this theory? Disney? The middle child. The middle, the, oh, oh, in the, in the movie, the middle the child. character has a theory, not, yeah. Ernst. Ernst. Sure. I don't know their names besides mother oh. and father. So maybe we should just go by mother and father. That's easier. Ernst is very annoying. I know his name. You moved something when he was about, so I don't know what you said. Here's the pizza box. Ernst is very annoying. Oh, okay. He's, he's the one that knows everything. He's bookish. Okay. Anyway, um, so they had to bring in a bunch of animals and trainers and for it. Um, and so I wrote them all down via Wikipedia. Um, Sarah, do you want to try to name all the animals you saw? And I'll tell you with each one how many that to bring in for that animal. <clears throat> you're going you're gonna to name one by one an animal that you remember being on the island and I'll tell you how many like actual animal actors they had to bring in for that um, animal okay a tortoise yep they have two giant tortoises does that include the one that they obviously like killed in the ocean and made a part of their like uh, sink and the the newly renovated new house yeah I don't know I don't know <laughs> I also wonder where they got the china from. There's like a there was a scene where they had gotten all the trunks from the ship. Yeah, I guess that was. So that's kind of like whatever there are things that I was like, hmm. I was like, it must have come from one of those trunks. Yeah. Um uh, how about a tiger? Yeah, there's only one tiger with them. How I guess that makes sense. Be a lot two tigers is a lot bigger than one tiger to Okay, so there was a tiger and there were two dogs. And how did they film that? Eight dogs. What? Uh-huh. How did they film the, the scene with the tiger and the dogs? Fighting. And the dogs run off, chase off the tiger? Yeah, I mean, they're like fighting the tiger. Like the tiger is fighting back. I don't know. Trainers. Okay, the, keep going. The, the Hofstetters? Yep. Okay. Um, Komodo dragon. Yeah, I was on this list actually. I remember seeing that. Yep, I don't know how many were there. That was the very beginning. Yep. Um, flamingos. Okay, this is the crazy one. One hundred flamingos, and I only remember seeing like one or two, maybe. And uh, how there was like a flock at one point where they were like, yeah, they were in like the swimming hole or something. And you I just see, like in the distance a bunch of flamingos. Yeah, I just don't believe those flamingos like were, I, don't, I don't know how you could train a flamingo except just to stand there. Were they doing anything? No, they were just standing there. Like, you don't need a hundred like for like the dogs, like yeah, I like give them breaks and stuff. And like some dogs like maybe having a bad day and so they can replace it with a different great day, and I guess right. a different shit like you do with babies. But I just don't see why you need a hundred flamingos. That's a lot of flamingos. No, they weren't doing anything. They were just like waiting in a pool that was that so no <laughs> um elephant two elephants two baby elephants i guess so pretty cute i guess there could also be like deleted scenes with some of these animals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um monkeys 40 monkeys <laughs> there are a lot of monkeys oh and zebras Four zebras. Ostriches. Six ostriches. Hyenas? Uh, six hyenas. And there's one more on this list, at least. Give me a hint. It's during an action scene. It's the precise scene that I said, I'm done paying attention. How far into the movie was that? Uh, a third of the way through. Hmm. Sharks. Oh, no. <laughs> but there were sharks in the movie. There were. Uh, was it after the sharks? 
maybe. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Dolphins? Two anacondas. Oh, yeah. I thought they were like boa constrictors or pythons. Pythons, yeah. Well, they're not. They're anacondas. I don't know. They were actually real. Yeah, according to Wikipedia, the source of this podcast, there were two anacondas (laughs) there. Um (laughs) I know that's skipping ahead, but that whole scene was so frustrating because you know Fritz is like being choked to death by this anaconda, and they're like, Ernst, throw the sword. And he's like, And then finally he like gets down there with his machete. And honestly, Ernst with his machete is more dangerous than the anaconda or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's just like randomly like slashing away. And it's like, well, yeah, your brother is right there. You're going to hit him with your machete and you're going to kill him. Um, it, was, <laughs> it was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of animals. It's a lot of animals. Um, well, let me go back into my notes before I move on. Um, yeah. Um, the only thing I researched, well, I tried to research a lot of stuff to see if they kind of, but nothing is interesting um, in relation to this movie, apparently. Um, well, there is. Um, uh, a few remakes from this book. Um, one that has not come out yet, but was last like announced and talked about in 2014, uh, starring Steve Carell. Um, I think Disney was making it called Brooklyn Family Robinson. Um, and it's Steve Carell as a dad who's like fed up with Brooklyn's um, gentrification and is like, we're going back to the basics. Um, and so they moved to an island, but that's all that, or I don't think they moved to an island. I guess they must get shipwrecked somewhere, um, but um, no other details are put out about it, so I don't really know what the status of that is. Um, I would totally watch that. Yeah. Are we the wolf? No. American wolf? No. American Swiss family. American family wolf? So, I'm glad you asked that. Um, I listened to the end of our last episode just try to see like what we thought this movie was going to be about and we were pretty spot on um, but at some point I made fun of Sarah for asking if their family was the, uh, their last name was Swiss um, saying that it's obvious that their last name is Robinson and that they are a Swiss family which by the way the whole time I watched the movie I wondered what country they were supposed to be from and then I sat down to research and I was like a Swiss family relationship with Switzerland. Anyway, um, in my research, I discovered that their name is not Robinson. Um, I don't know what their name is, but Robinson comes from the literary genre called Robins, Ro- Robinsonade. Like Robinson Crusoe. Yeah, so it's a literary genre that gets its name from 1719's Robinson Crusoe. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. It's coined by German writer Johann Gottfried Schabel um, in a book that it's like in his uh, uh, prologue. Um, I always said prelude. Um, it's in his prologue to, I think, another book he wrote that follows this Robinson Crusoe format. Um, so, so really, it's Swiss Family Robinson. Mm-hmm is really a family from switzerland who is cast away yeah and that's where we get that from yeah well and i think that's just like the literal translation of the german books yeah the name of the german book very cool yeah um so these are um fall under the survivalist fiction genre um almost always. I wondered a lot about that because I was like where did this name come from yeah um yeah. a man versus nature conflict is generally the, the main conflict um themes involved progress through technology which 
the technology, as much as I hated them fighting the pirates, um, their fighting technology was pretty remarkable. Um, a storyline following the triumphs and rebuilding of civilization, economic achievement, and unfriendliness of nature, which actually nature is pretty friendly to them besides like the two times they were almost killed by wild animals, which I think is to be expected. Well, and part of that, well, one of them was technology, right? Mm-hmm. One of that is, is just based on like, can they um, overcome nature with technology? And so like, when you look at the house that they built and all of the crazy cool things that they had in the house, like that's part of them overcoming technology or embracing technology too, I guess. Like they're, um, they're cooler, <laughs> which is like the refrigerator mm-hmm. when they build the house, which has ears of corn in it. <laughs> hmm, I missed that. <laughs> which I was like, hmm, I think it's really cool that you're like accomplishing these things, but I also, I'm pretty skeptical that you have been growing rows of corn right yeah but but part of that was part of the reason why they could have that was because uh Ernst the nerdy kid came up with some kind of machine to keep uh running water I think and to keep the cooler cool Hmm. was that he came up with you know a system for that well, as somebody who um, completely zones out when any kind of like montage happens, I'm glad they kind of just skipped the overall uh, narrative of them building the treehouse. Like it kind of felt like they got there, they had one just bad rainy night, and then like the next scene I tuned in and the father was like, here it is. Um, and I was like, thank you for um, not making me watch all of that. Yeah, I can get on board with that. I liked I liked watching what they had done. I mean, it was really cool looking. Um, the different levels of their treehouse. Yeah, I'd be fine. I would pay money actually to spend a week there. I would. Would you? Yeah, sure. Um, the treehouse was so when they finished filming. Um, Walt Disney had plans to just completely excavate the treehouse and not leave it there. Um, but the locals asked them to keep it there. Um, and it was there for into like the 80s, maybe when a hurricane hit the island and took the treehouse out. But the tree is still there completely intact, but it sounds like um like the I think it was on Wikipedia that I was reading that it's <laughs> the like uh location notes was like it's next to this blah 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 gas station so i think it's um and somebody they quoted somebody some local saying like only like it doesn't it's not a significant tree anymore like nobody uh really associates it with the movie since the tree house is gone like a lot of people only know that that's the tree that was used for the movie um but the tree's still there um but yeah i would st- i mean i'm always down for cool airbnbs and stuff it was super neat like uh the parents had a it looked like a bell pool like um that would open up like a uh, a skylight in the middle of their bedroom and they had they put the ship's uh wagon wheel what is that called wheel the ship's wheel the steering wheel? Steering wheel of a ship. Oh, I thought you meant the the water the water wheel thing. Wheel. No. What are those called? The wheel that the captain can turn to steer yeah. the ship. I don't see how that can't be called a steering wheel. What am I what am I thinking? A wagon wheel? A wheel? Oh, that's a song by Old Crow Medicine Show and Bob oh. Dylan, not by Darius Rucker. What are those called though? The wheels with the water that go through them. What those are called wagon wheels. Those are called wagon wheels? No, they're called water wheels. Water wheel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um maybe we should have researched that. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. <laughs> they put that in their bedroom. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, the, the ship's wheel, captain's wheel thing. Um, you could, if we knew what the right word for that was, you could turn it and then that would bring up like all of the um, apparati that would let anybody come up into their house. So that was cool. Like it was like a, a line of defense. Are you, are you googling this? Yeah, the wheel of a ship, uh-huh. also called also called the helm. Helm. Dad, this is your uh, point in the podcast where we put in some kind of nautical feature to see if you're listening. Uh, yeah. Port. Uh, Mando. Toe. Manto. What? Portmanteau. Is that uh, thing? It, that's a literary thing. Yeah. So back to literary, Robinsonade. Um, actually, that's all I had really about that. I like knowing that that's where the title comes from because yeah. it's going to drive me crazy. So yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, but I'll, I'm, I mean, I guess so like the 1940 whatever maybe is also called Swiss Family Robinson, and I guess the English translation of the book is Swiss Family Robinson. So I, I guess that's why they like. I'm sure there had to be a meeting where they decided they are going to stick with this title and not call it like Adventure Family. Castaway family. Yeah. Um, Castaway is an example of the Robinsonade. Robinsonade. Ah. Yeah. I've not seen Castaway, but I feel like there are probably a lot of similarities. I've that. Another. I think in Castaway, I think, <laughs> really could be wrong, but that I think Tom Cruise ends up going back home. Tom Cruise. <laughs> not who's in it. Nope. Tom Hanks. Tom, Tom Hanks. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Tom Hanks. Um, that Tom Hanks ends up going back home, whereas in this movie, everyone decides, to, other than Ernst, everyone decides to stay put. Well, no, I mean, Ernst doesn't go back home. He goes back with this random girl. No, he goes to London to go to school. Yeah. With the, the granddaughter's grandfather. The girl's grandfather. <laughs> um yeah uh yeah i don't i don't understand why they would choose to stay there i just i don't understand it i don't either especially when they had just fended off those pirates like i don't know what they thought like how are they safer now i don't get it well and i think like um if so so the family decide the the parents decide to stay. They're like, we love it here, whatever. Um, and the oldest brother does too. And then they're going to raise the youngest kid there too a little bit. Um, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess it's a good idea. But then the captain of the ship is like, um, well, we're going to colonize this island and you will probably be the governor. And I was like, oh, well, that's totally different. So it's like, if they had known that ahead of time, if, if they had done that first, where like the captain was like, hey, if you guys stay here, we're going to colonize this island and you'll be the governor. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll stay for that. Like that totally makes sense. But the reason why they stayed in the first place was because they liked the solitude and they liked like not having to deal with society. Yeah. And so that's why they're staying. And now it's going to be colonized anyways. And so he's like, yeah, I'll be governor. And it's like, well, that's not why yeah yeah and that's why the that's why the young the girl and the older brother stay too is something about like when you're in love you want to be alone or something which i was like oh you're gonna live with your in-laws the rest of your life your mind and sacrifice everything yeah it's weird not a good lesson not a good lesson i don't get it um uh going backwards a tiny but i meant to say this while you're talking and trying to figure out what to call a steering wheel um when they go into the bedroom mother and father uh-huh. um she, oh in their craftsmatic adjustable bed she no she says something about the blind or the the um those blinds shades window uh-huh. window curtains curtains um she says something about the curtains um and he says like this whole thing is he's like showing off this poultry house to like make her less uneasy about the situation they're in like show off all this craftsmanship and like how good they're gonna have it um and i guess she doesn't like the curtains um and he says 
If you don't like them, I know a woman who can fix anything and smiles and they kiss. And on the next scene, the curtains are different. And I was like, that is not, that is not a cute line. I don't <laughs> I totally missed that. That is rude. Um, yeah. Yeah. But is it rude? <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I, I can see both sides where the wife is like, this is not where our boys should grow up. Like yeah. we should be doing everything that we can to get off this island. And the husband's like, all right, totally agree. But also we need to be safe and comfortable. And so here's what we're doing instead. Yeah. And so they built this giant tree house and and if she doesn't like the curtains out of the giant tree house where they've thought of everything, he's like, oh, well, I know somebody who can fix that, but like, I'm not going to deal with that right now. I'm like, yeah. sorry to make you safe and comfortable. Yeah, that's fair. It, it was a weird line. It is a weird line. It, it's passive aggressive. <laughs> well, I, also, I, think, I think their reaction is like, it's like the last like exchange they have, I think, before like it cuts to like the next day and it's like, they, like it is with them kissing. And I was like, I just don't know how that would be Yeah, the most romantic moment of this encounter. <laughs> Um, but anyway um yeah it's an okay movie um there's one part that was happening that i was like they could have cut this out like it's going on too long but oh, was the race yeah the race the race lasted forever i said they could have cut five minutes out of this race and i still would have been just as entertained yeah i was like how many times are they gonna go around this damn pole yeah I was confused. I was like, this will be a quick, and then I was like, maybe it's a relay, but they didn't yeah. switch. Dad was like, they're going to go around this, this pole and they'll be done. And I was like, great. 30 second race. It was a five minute race in the yeah. movie. Um, one of the notes I wrote, I said that there were a few notes I wrote that I was like, I don't know what's up with this. And they addressed it was when they first, um, the girl whose name is Roberta, Roberta, um, and the begin and the beginning of her plotline is Birdie, a cabin boy from another shipwrecked ship. Um, and they first showed her, and I was like, "That's a hundred percent a girl, right? Like, is this?" <laughs> and I was like, "I know that." Yeah. Like, I was like, "We just we just did an episode that addressed all of the Disney boys of this era. I know they had other boys to put in this movie. Um, why why is a girl playing this cabin boy role?" And then finally. And the weird part is the part where the boys realize that she's a girl dressed up as a boy is when she takes off her hat and she just has a short pixie haircut. Right. And I was right. like, nothing has changed. Like she looks the exact same. Yeah. It's like, you don't deserve to be around a girl if that's the one thing. Right. Like, oh my God. This is because like she's listening hair. to her talk, her mannerisms, like this is 100% a girl. Yeah. And I, I even thought like when she was wrestling with, I think it was Fritz, I was like, oh, like he's going to rip her hat off and it's going to be like, obviously she's a girl, which he does. Like he rips her hat off. And then I was like, that is not obviously a girl. She doesn't look very much different from what she looked like beforehand. Yeah. Um, cause her hair has been like, and, and she says that her grandfather made her cut her hair off yeah. so that the pirates wouldn't like rape her, I, I guess. Yeah. Like that's, that's the unspoken danger throughout yeah. the film. It's is, referenced, it's referenced during the fight scene. I think one of the men says to her, cause I think, cause she's the whole reason the pirates are attacking her is because of her, because she was one of their prisoners. Um, and she's like, well, you guys will be out of danger if if I just go with them. And I think the yeah. dad is like, well, now that they know that you're a girl, you know what will happen or something like that. And I was like, oh, this is a, this is a dark theme for a Disney family movie. It is. Did you notice the opening scene for Disney? Oh, the first slide, the, like the yeah. beginning? Yeah. Yeah, it was like... Um, this program includes negative depictions. These stereotypes are wrong then and are wrong now. Yeah. Um, they really did. It's a new, <laughs> it's a new addition to Disney Plus in the last like two months. I think um, so, because we've not is. seen that for like Dumbo or anything else. Yeah, that was that was in the news at some point. Um, because all the movies we've watched recently that are like this, they have it, the wording is not as explicit. It's on like the description. So you yeah. have to actively read it before you press play on the movie. Whereas this one, you sit through 
it has a little countdown clock too of like your show will start in 10 seconds nine I didn't do that mine yeah I counted down um yeah well I thought it was interesting because like I was really then like prepared to watch out for those moments and I saw them when they happened but also like but then I saw like some treatments of animals <laughs> it's like hmm, like not saying that animals and humans are the same but like I would anticipate that in the next like five years, there'll be another opener that says like none of the animals or these animals were filmed during a time when, you know, cause like there were just things that I was like, there's no way that these animals are like happily participating in this. Like the monkeys riding dogs and humans riding zebras and tigers in pits and elephants being there's a baby elephant being trapped yeah it's just it's not cool yeah okay i don't have anything else to talk about Um, uh okay did we talk about though um so the father in the movie yeah know who his daughter was Haley mills can we talk about that no oh yeah Haley mills Okay. Uh, she's coming uh, up. She's coming up. Okay. I think. Uh, she, can you hear me? Yeah. Are oh, you kind of like ignoring me? Um, I think like two movies from now is Parent Trap. Yes. So, I think. Well, we did. We did Pollyanna. Uh, so I'm like. Yeah. I'm good on my Haley Mills fix, but like really, really excited about Parent Trap. Yeah. Me too. Um. I think the dogs were the MVPs of the movie. The scene when they're coming to the island was very stressful. Where swimming, Francis was like, they're going to come with us. And the dad was like, no, they weigh more than all of us. And I was like, there's no way. True. There's no way those dogs weigh more than you. Yeah. And so then. Francis was like, come on, come on. And they like jumped in. They're going to follow them all the way to shore. And they're going past like pretty dangerous rocks. And it was so, so stressful. I was like, these dogs are going to die. Um, glad they didn't. But it was a stressful start to the movie. Yeah. I don't think this movie stressed me out. Um, only, only the dogs, I think, stressed me out. I think there was like a different like feel to it than um, the wh- however many leagues under the sea they were. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think maybe it was just like, it just feels more geared to kids and families that I like, I trusted it more to like, even though there are several conflicts of humankind against nature and humans against humans. Um, I like, I trusted this movie more than others we've watched that it, that so it was going to end up probably too happily um, for like what circumstances they had just gone through. Um, whereas I feel like the leagues into the sea one, I was like, I don't quite, I guess there's a happy ending, but I don't quite know how they're going to get to it. Yeah. Like somebody might have to die to get there. Um, yeah. I, I was, pretty, I was probably less stressed watching this. I mean, there was another point though when I like wrote in my notes like this movie is just going to be one like stressful battle scene after another between like a ship getting to shore a hurricane animals that kind of stuff like I feel like the first 20 minutes was like just like solid um, nature issues happening yeah that they had to figure out um but once that got over I was like oh this is I I enjoyed seeing what they came up with like yeah how they created a new life on the island. Yeah. And it was a Christmas movie. It was a Christmas movie. Um, yeah. Do you think that if you were, um, you with your hypothetical husband would send your kids off to go explore the rest of the island for? I thought we were going to have the same hypothetical question. Oh. <laughs> Um, no, I'd never just like send, no, especially for the sake of like, I don't want them to be single for the rest of their lives. I would never send them off on an island to explore by themselves. No, same, same. Um, I was going to ask, 
because uh, they return, the boys return with the girl. Um, their family thinks that they're probably dead at this point, um, but they're singing a Christmas tree. And the kids here, as they come back and they start singing a Christmas tree, like singing the verses and stuff. And the girl is singing with them. At first I was like, this must be a family song. And the girl starts singing with them. And I was like, Ugh, I would not, I would not be able to pretend that I knew the words to this song. Um, so I was wondering, would you be able to pull off this like first yeah. impression with this family? If um, I were the girl, I'd be completely silent. If yeah. I were the boy, I'd be like, hey, mom and dad, I'm here. Yeah. Like, I would never be like, oh, this is going to be really fun. <laughs> mom and dad are singing this song. Let's finish it. Yeah. <laughs> she adapted to that family pretty quickly. Yeah. The next scene is her like putting on a, a dress the that dress. mom made. And the mom is like, I've always wanted a daughter. And she like smiles and hugs her. And I was like, I would have. Like it was a little forced. Like I mean, and you kind of get like foreshadows of it when the parents are like, uh, the dad's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is everything we've ever wanted. We like thought we were going to this one place, but now we're here and like we're away from it all, whatever. And his wife is like, Yeah, it's great, but like um one thing it's missing is girls. Yeah, it's like (laughs) wasting like we won't have grandchildren as long as we're here right now yeah. and so it's like they found this girl and she's like all right wh- you're gonna procreate with one of our boys like it was just like this weird acceptance where I'd be like how can we help you like how can we help you get to your grandfather how can yeah. we help you like she was like yes you're my daughter my long lost daughter that I've always wanted it just seems a little a little strange yeah there are definitely weird vibes around the girl um and like the tension of the brothers going after her and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dad like relieving the tension by like dancing with her. And I was like, I don't understand any of this. Um, yeah. But they all ended up happily doing their thing, I guess. Did you see the, the one um, scene that could be um, accurate now? A uh, quarantine flag? yep I that was one of the things where I was like this might be fun to research it wasn't um, oh. unless I was gonna well I it was only gonna be interesting I think if I had like completely like delved into all of the like the nautical flag options. oh yeah semaphore um yeah I had also recent like when the not recently this would have been March um one of the podcasts I listened to it's a medical history podcast um Sawbones uh-huh. um they did the history of quarantine and like I guess it's not common knowledge just because I listened to it but it just felt too repetitive um to go over it but I didn't know that there was a quarantine flag and so I was like oh yeah that would send people away yeah, yeah. I wish I could put that like in my office when I don't want to talk to people. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, <laughs> oh, the most frustrating moment of the whole movie. Well, first of all, we've not talked about the racism with the pirates. Sure. Um, but secondly, when the pirates return, and they've got all of these things put in place, all the traps, all the things they're going to do to them. Frickin' Francis is worried because his dogs are near the pirates and he whistles to bring the dogs back. And then the pirates are like, oh, people. Like, the pirates don't really know that there are people because they've only heard one gunshot and maybe found Roberta's like flowered hat. Like they, they saw. They saw Roberta. Did they see Roberta? Or she was. She was on the coast. I think. I think they heard the. the they sh- they heard the shot of the, like, the get going gun for the race. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what that's called. Yeah. Um. But I don't know that they saw her because I don't remember seeing them see her. But I know that she left her hat and that they found that. Yeah. Either way, they're on their way. She gets to the Swiss Stanley Robinson. She's like, they're on their way. Da, da, da. They're like climbing the mountain. And then freaking Francis whistles and the dogs come and they're like, oh, they saw us. That, and I was like, those dogs better save the day. Like they better be the mechanism by which 
this was Family Robinson prevail because Francis, frickin' Francis has ruined everything. I was so mad. I like him. He's so annoying. I think he's really cute and no. he's doing what any, he's, he's a kid. Okay, he lit, he lit a coconut bomb on fire before he should have, which then like caused panic that the pirates were already invading. And then while the pirates were invading, he whistled for his dogs, which obviously attracted attention. Did they ever go back and address the tiger in the pit? Yeah, it got out. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it chased some of the pirates. Okay. That was Francis's doing. <sighs> I'm, I'm not a Francis fan. I liked him, and I liked that um, the scene where the men are all deciding, like, what they're going, their strategy's going to be for when the pirates do come back looking for their prisoner um the dad like pours the two older boys some kind of liquor I'm assuming to drink at the round table and talk yeah but I like that they included Francis like the brothers didn't really want to but the dad listened to Francis when he was like I have an idea it was very sweet um and they let him do it and it, it didn't not work sure it did not work good job mm-hmm Good job. Yeah. Um, I felt like this whole movie, well, at least the last 30 minutes of it was like uh, a precursor to Home Alone of like all of the traps they're going to lay and all of the mm-hmm. planning that they do ahead of time of being invaded. Yeah. And when you watch it happen in real time, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's how, that's how the pit's going to work. And that's how those logs are. Although like, other than the pit, like the logs and the rocks and the coconut bombs, I feel like should have done the trick, but those pirates just kept coming. Well, they had a whole second ship load just like hidden. Oh, when the second ship loaded, I was done. Yeah, I was like, please don't do this again. (laughs) I can't bear to watch this. (laughs) This is so much. It's too long. I was uncomfortable with like them cheering for I think it was it was the racism that uh made men couple with the conflict in the first place um because I was trying to think of like I kept reminding myself that I've watched other action movies like I watched Die Hard last month um I, I watched like a lot of like crime dramas and stuff where I'm able to like even root for the bad guys um if like they're situated as the protagonist and like I don't like I don't actively think about uh, like the symbolism and the, uh, yeah. Um, and so that distracted me during most of the final attacks. Like I like, obviously I wanted the family to like not be killed. I did not want that girl to be taken back as a prisoner, but it was also difficult for me to cheer for the pirates who like <laughs> pirates as just like a character in general are, bad guys who like loot or whatever um but also these people are colonists um who are also bad guys so that was i don't right. know like why were they on the ocean to begin with yeah it was hard for me to buy into yeah it's like watching that show that i, that I showed dad uh or sprague that was the british repair shop uh-huh. because a lot of the items that these people are bringing in are like, oh, this was a, um, like a, a whip that my, like a uh, horse yeah. whip or whatever they're called, um, that the Maharaja gave my great great uncle. Da, 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 da. And it's like, well, why was your great great uncle there? Well, no one asks those questions. Like, right. 100% because of colonialism. But so we're going to repair this thing and make it beautiful, but not ever address why it's right. in your it, uncle's possession to begin with. Right. Yeah. Yay, history. Yeah. Well, scary scale, I guess. Out of 10, they, I think there were a lot of like uh, uh, uncertain moments. So maybe like a six. Okay. Wow, Natalie's yawning, you can't tell. 
Sorry, I'll give it a three. Okay. Four. No, no comment. I don't know. Just okay. A three, four. Um, three, four. A three. Four. Four. Um, <laughs> I don't know. For nature being scary. There were some scary nature parts. Yeah. Um, all right. Every week that we do this podcast, um, we choose our favorite movie, um, the current movie versus all the other ones we've watched so far. Um, as of right now, um, Sarah's favorite movie so far is Pollyanna. And my favorite movie is Lady and the Tramp. Uh, so, Sarah, is it going to be Pollyanna or Swiss Family Robinson? <laughs> Although I loved her father's action, acting, or whatever in his movie, I'm, I'm going to stick with Pollyanna. Sorry, I'm going to say it again. Although I loved Haley Mills' father's acting, I'm going to stick with Pollyanna. How about you, Natalie? I am also going to stick with Lady and the Tramp. What? I like it better. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, I will say that it might have been the fact that I was like taking down Christmas decorations and like cleaning things up, but this movie was not as horrible as I thought it would be. Like the two hours really freaked me out, which is also probably why we waited so long to record this episode. Yeah. But it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Like, just seeing the house that they made was like watching, uh, like, Property Brothers or something. Yeah, like Tiny Home Hunters. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I watched in two settings, but that was only because I was watching it on, um, like, the main TV in our apartment. And so my roommate came in the first time, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to make you your Friday night with this movie. <laughs> um, but it went by a lot quicker than I thought it would. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I say something um sources wikipedia my sources are horrible i'm out of i'm out of uh practice um mine were wikipedia and tvtropes.org what's next uh next is 101 dalmatians Fine. i heard of that movie me too like, i'm excited to watch that yeah i didn't realize that was next yeah um, I'm going to predict that that movie is about a bunch of dogs. 101 to be exact. And that there is a mean woman named Cruella DeVille. And she wants to make a coat out of puppies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I've seen this. Um, I've not seen it. I think I've definitely seen it like at some sleepover in elementary school. But I also know that um, Cruella DeVille's character and my child brain um, was often the same as um, a character in Annabelle's Wish um, <laughs> because there is like an evil like aunt situation. Like she's out for, in Annabelle's Wish, there's like a little, he's a, a boy, the boy. Um, I think his like parents die or something and she wants like guardianship of him, I think. Christmas movie? Yeah. About a reindeer? A cow. Annabelle's a cow. I think. Annabelle's a cow name. You know better. It is a cow name. You know better than I do, though. Annabelle's wish. Yeah, she's a cow, but they tie antlers onto her. Um, Anyway, I know that in my child brain, they, Corella DeVille and the evil aunt, um, Derek, I know you listen to this podcast, um, so you can probably fill this in for me because I don't remember what this woman's name is or what her role is. And I know that you watched this in the last month. Um, <laughs> but I know in my head, they're the kind of the same character because they're just like these evil women after money, resources, something. Is she also in Prancer? I don't know. Prancer's your movie. No, it's not. I hate that movie. Okay. Um, if you want to interact with us our email is wolfdisneypodcast at gmail.com 
we're on instagram and twitter and facebook at wolf disney pod um tell us what you would bring on a deserted island you want to take us out thank you this has been wolf disney (laughs) we'll see you how do we normally end it We'll see you next week for. We'll see you next week for another episode of Wolf Disney. <laughs> That's your preview of 101 Dalmatians. All right. I always want to say 1001, but that's not right. I think I feel like there was a movie that came out around that time that was like 1001 something else. I that was an insane amount of dogs. So it has to be 101, which is a, a totally insane amount of dogs 101 yeah i know i said i've seen this but i don't remember how they get 101 of those puppies of those puppies into this movie um in, in one like mother and father dog duo yeah i don't know if it, oh no this is the one where the mom and the dad fall in love right that's how puppies are made no i mean like there's like a mom i mean like a girl dalmatian and a boy dalmatian and you i were think, describing I, how puppies are made no but i think the i think the adults the owners are also i think they fall in love like oh. it's kind of like you've got <laughs> mail kind of but with two dogs oh, oh i love park. you've got mail or i've never seen it but i think it might be kind of like what must love dogs was about i don't know what that one i don't know what happens in that mm, one i haven't seen that but but how do you get 101 dogs out of it like, let's say that 100 and 101 are the mother and father. That's 99 puppies. Where do they come from? We'll have to find they cannot one. come from one female dog, which is what I will call her. Okay. Um, I don't know. They might, maybe, well, it is, it is a Disney cartoon. So I think we might, we might be in for a surprise. Be adopting them? Because I think they're all the same age. Maybe it's These like... are all Dalmatians. It's not 101 dogs. Maybe it's like a... Um, a like a warning for... Against like... Um, like genetic... Like experimentation or something. From 1961. Yeah. No, they're like if you mess with these dogs genes they're gonna they're gonna give you way too many puppies than what you bargained for that, that sounds like a like a good guess actually for Disney yeah. at that point yep I, don't, I just don't know where they come from okay well we'll find out next week this has been wolf disney thanks for listening our theme song is lamb and wolf by poddington bear see you next week mm-hmm.